What's New With You Week is brought to you by Aftershocks. Welcome to episode three of What's New With You Week on the Alley on the Run show. You've already heard from two returning favorite guests, Emily Halnan and Kara Goucher, and today, NYC running mama herself is back. Michelle Gonzalez made her Alley on the Run show debut in April 2017, just a few days before she ran the Boston Marathon. So there's a lot to catch up on here, including the fact that allegedly on that episode, Michelle and I joked about both being pregnant at the same time one day. So uh, spoiler alert, I guess. Let's see what else Michelle has been up to for the past year and a half. Michelle Gonzalez, welcome back to the Alley on the Run show. Thanks for having me, Allie. Yay. All right. So remind everyone who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Sure. So hi, everyone. I'm Michelle Gonzalez. Um, I am from Staten Island, New York. I am a mom of two boys and am expecting my third shortly, which I think we're going to touch on. So I'll wait on that. Um, I run. Uh, I like staying active. I work full time in New York City in finance. And I think that's kind of the high level summary. Yeah, that's like the humble version. But obviously (laughs) anyone who knows you, follows you, has listened to your episode knows that you are pretty much a certified badass, which is one of the many things I love about you. So we have to start with the baby news because I didn't remember this, but the last time you were on the show, you and I joked about being pregnant at the same time. So to be totally honest, I did not remember that either until someone pointed it out to me. And I was like, wait, what? And I actually went back and listened to the entire episode, which I enjoyed doing. But I was shocked that we actually talked about this very thing happening. (laughs) And so that was well over a year ago or like, yeah, a little over a year ago. And you were trying to convince me to have a baby. It was like... And of course, at the time, I mean, I was like, that's crazy. No way. And now here we are, both of us pregnant, which is pretty crazy. So tell me you're expecting baby number three. Tell me everything, how you're feeling, how it's going. And when are you due? So I'm due, I think, about five weeks after you. I'm due the end of November. So it'll likely be a Thanksgiving little turkey. I feel good. Um, the first trimester was really, really hard. It was hard for the boys too. Like I get really bad uh, nausea. I don't want to, I mean, I guess morning sickness, but I never got sick. It was just a all day progression of feeling nauseous and just, you know, I mean the typical like low energy, but the nausea was like extra bad this time around. And I don't know if it's because, you know, I'm commuting into like I I'm working out of the house whereas with my last uh with Ryan I mean which was six years ago which feels like a lifetime I wasn't I was at home so I think maybe that kind of changed the way I perceived how I was feeling um but it was a it was a tough first trimester I was like at the point where I was counting down the weeks until I hit the second trimester because I was hopeful that with as it was with the boys, like the second trimester is really when I started to feel good, almost to the point where some days you don't feel like you're pregnant, except you look down and you have this growing belly, you know, <laughs> I'm sure you feel that I know. way. Yes. <laughs> um, 
it's also tough though because I tend to want to do more than I I can physically like maintain and sustain. So I'll do like you know I'll run in the morning and then if it's on the weekend like we'll do all this stuff with the boys and I'm outside and I'm in the heat and then come like five o'clock I'm I'm like done I'm on the couch I'm like I totally overdid it again today you know so it's like it's like a tough um, a tough conundrum to be in. But I'm feeling, for the most part now, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, I definitely have days where I don't feel great, you know, either like the baby's now in like a weird position um, or I just am feeling kind of out of it that day. But for the most part, the second trimester has been has been very good so far. So, Yay. And yes. how, how old are Ryan and AJ? AJ will, he's seven and a half. Um he will happily tell you now he's, his half birthday just passed. So he knows he's seven and a half. And Ryan is almost six. He'll be six in, in September. Oh so my gosh. I can't I believe know. that. And so, I mean, they obviously totally get what's going on. They're definitely old enough. They understand how thrilled were they when you told them they were getting a little brother or sister. Yeah. So, I mean, to again, to be honest, like I feel like my husband and I, we, we definitely want a third, but I feel like part of the reason we wanted a third was for them, for the boys to, ex- because they have been like begging and asking and like pining for one when they see, you know, either one of my sisters pregnant or having a baby or close friends of ours. It's always been like, like almost like accused, like, why can't we have another baby? You know? And it was, I mean, we had always talked about a third, but in the end, like I wanted, I want to give them a a sibling. I want to see them as big brothers. And, you know, at first when we told them, I felt like it, it didn't really click. They were excited, but not like as excited as I was expecting. But since then, the excitement and the interest, like they're very interested in like how big the baby is, you know, and so AJ especially will like read the weekly updates on like, on like what the baby and he can quote you like how big how much the baby weighs the fruit that the that the baby is that week so it's been really fun to include them and to have them you know it's I don't say it's like my baby we say it's our baby and that's how like we're talking and they're just they're very excited they they want it to be a girl so I'm trying to like talk about (laughs) all the good things in case it's a boy like well if it's a boy (laughs) you get to do this and that um, just so there's no sad feelings when yeah. we have the baby. So, are, are you going to let them pick the baby name? So we we do have a list, and they have given us their. I mean, it's it's not a it's maybe five or six names for each, um, and and their names are definitely in that list. So I think they're going to be very involved in the end in the name. So and I'm letting like they're helping pick other things too, like you know. I, like in terms of like the room, we're just going to paint the room gray, but we've picked out some uh, boy and girl bedding and they've helped with that. And so, you know, I'm trying to include them in as much as, as much as we can. We actually, I have my um, t- 20 week, almost now 20, well, 21 week. I'm a little late with the sol- uh, the ultrasound, but they're going to come and they're going to get to see the baby today. So um, it's just been really fun to have it not just be like something that I'm doing, but to include them in every 
every part of this. Oh, I love it. That is so fun. I mean, you know, I am so obsessed with your boys. They're my favorite. I've wanted to steal them for a long time. So I am just so happy to see all of you getting to experience this together. (laughs) And I want to know, you know, you are you're a competitive runner. You're not a professional runner, but like you, you are someone who trains very seriously, who has very serious goals and works really, really hard. So I'm curious if you're willing to share about your decision to have baby number three, kind of the why now? And did, did you schedule in a race factor or how running was going or did it, did this just kind of happen? You know, let's just get super personal, but as, yeah. it, as it pertains to running, I'm especially curious, just like with the pro athletes, like how did your running factor into the decision to have a third child? Yeah. So, um, those are good questions. Um, we, you know, when we spoke last year, like, uh, Paul, my husband and I had said, maybe after Boston last year, we would try. Um, and I started to get like very, um, um, specific about like when I really wanted to be pregnant because to, with the boys, like they were both really, to be honest, like unplanned. And so we said, okay, like, let's try and do some planning with the third. So maybe the timing of my maternity leave, um, I get, I get 16 weeks of maternity leave, which is like, un, I'm just so thrilled about that. And so we said, if there's a way to time it, maybe with like summer vacation, you know, it would, it would work best for our family. Um, and I would get to spend extra time with the boys that I don't get to spend, um, on a regular basis. And so we said, okay, maybe after Boston last year, we'll try. We didn't like try like to the hundredth degree. We just kind of stopped being careful last summer, but we really only had like a month or two to kind of like try and, and get pregnant. And it like, obviously like nothing happened. And then the fall, I wasn't feeling well in the fall, like with training and work. And so I, I really just wanted to, to get to the point where I felt good again. Um, and so we weren't really trying at that point all through the fall and winter. And then at the start of 2018, we, you know, I'd said, I'm feeling better. I'm going to try and maybe do a spring marathon this year. You know, I, I have some goals that I would like to accomplish um, potentially before baby number three. But at the same time, I, you know, I also felt like the time was ticking and I didn't want to put family plans on hold that potentially may never happen then just because of a running goal. So we said, you know what, let's just let's just do both at the same time and, you know, we'll stop preventing but I'll keep training and you know I we're very lucky and blessed that it happened very quickly so um obviously marathon training was came to a complete halt the moment I found out which at that point it wasn't even like I I thought maybe I would have some like feelings of guilt or um being sad about that but it was just 100% just happiness and like the marathon will be there at some point down the road. So, yeah. So, I mean, some planning, but also just very lucky in the timing for us. And the timing will work out for me because I will have maternity leave now, basically from Thanksgiving until like March of 2019. So the holidays, Christmas, um, I will be home the whole time, which is really, really great um, for my whole family. Oh, that's so nice. So when you last year talking about kind of the spring into the fall when you weren't feeling great. Was that a physical thing, a mental thing? And how did you get over that? 
So I think it was, I think it was physical for the most part. I think I just needed a break from, from like training super hard. Um, you know, every training cycle I would have towards the end, I would say, okay, like this will be my last one for a bit. Maybe I'll take, you know, the next season off and just let myself kind of rest a bit, recover, um, before jumping back into training. And then as is always the case, if it's not a great race, you want to have another chance to, to kind of, you know, run the time that you think you're capable of. And if it was a great race, then you're even more motivated to keep training. And so I feel like for like five years, I was in this cycle of just marathon after marathon. You know, I, I, I didn't race a ton. It was one in the spring, usually one in the fall, but that's a lot of training. And I never took any significant time. I mean, I would take a few weeks after the race, but then I would immediately start the buildup again. And I think between that coupled with working um, and really wanting to put myself 100% into work because I had some goals with work that I wanted to accomplish and I felt like I, I really needed to dedicate myself to work as opposed to running. It just made sense for me to just kind of step back. And so I didn't race a fall marathon and it was the first time since um, the spring of 2013 that I didn't race you know, one in each season. But I think I was just burned out, to be honest. I think it just I just needed a break. So the New York City Marathon is, of course, your hometown race. It starts in your borough and you decided not to run New York, which was this past fall. You spectated with me and we had so much fun. But being on the sidelines, was there a part of you that was sad and wished you were out there? There was. I mean, driving in that morning, I definitely there was some like sadness, because I felt like I was missing out. But at the same time, there was, I also felt relieved, because I knew mentally and physically, I just, I was not ready to be on the starting line, you know, and for me, like, I've, I've said it a few times before, like, I am not someone who will do a marathon just to, to do one, like, it's a lot to ask of my family for me to train for one. And so unless I can really commit and train to go after a time or, um, you know, it doesn't have to be like my fastest time, but something where like, I'm actually going after a goal. I, I, I'm not someone who will just go and run a marathon. It's just too much for me. And what about running while pregnant? Are you someone who makes pregnant running goals or do you just kind of roll with it? I just roll with it. (laughs) I, I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy to have some downtime right now and to not stress or worry about mileage or pace. I mean, I'll throw in like a little workout here or there, mostly just because I'm it gets boring to to just run easy every day. And it's fun for me. I've always enjoyed just like, you know, pushing myself to being out of breath. And I enjoy that. So I, you know, I think I've done maybe like four, five workouts, if you want to call them that since I've been pregnant. But you know, I, I have a, I like, I try and aim for like 20, 25 miles a week. And, you know, and sometimes it's around that sometimes it's a little more because I felt good. But um, it's all very just on how I feel. I don't have, I try not to stick to anything while I'm pregnant. I think it's a good time for me too to just step back and have a little break from the high intensity training. 
And what about post-pregnancy? Do you make postpartum running goals? So that's, that's interesting. I, you know, with, with my oldest, with AJ, I didn't have any. And I ended up running a marathon when he was around 10 months old. And it was very um, natural, like the progression to that. I didn't force it. You know, I, I kind of ran easy for a few months after he was born. And it was, it felt, it felt good. With Ryan, I felt maybe because I was already engaged in social media, I felt pressure. And I think it was um, internal pressure that I put on myself to feel like I needed to go run PRs immediately after he was born. And um, I, I don't want to say I didn't enjoy it because I did, but I, I do feel like it was a little forced. And so especially with with this baby and working, like I, I've already had a conversation with Mary. Um, it's a marathon. She's been my friend and coach and mentor. Um, how I, I want her to kind of keep me honest and not let me do a marathon immediately. Like maybe wait a year and do one in the fall just to give myself time to enjoy, you know, being home. And, and I mean, I definitely want to get back to, you know, the kind of shape I was in and maybe go for some PRs post baby, but I'm going to aim for that to be a bit later than it was with my second. And the pressure that you mentioned, which I know you said that it was kind of internal, but with the social media and all of that, were you aware of it at the time? Like, were you going out and running and saying, oh man, I f- I'm doing this because I feel like I have to, or was that more of a like 10 months later hindsight kind of thing? You know, so I know that there were, I knew that there were females that had done marathons, you know, six months after they had a baby. And it was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I want to try and do that sort of thing. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's what I, I mean, Ryan, I'm trying to think. Ryan was about seven months when when I did a marathon and then I did the Ironman. So like looking back now, I'm like, it was probably too much, I think, for me. And too much to, to really perform the way that I wanted to. Um, you know, I was still breastfeeding. Like, there was just a lot of factors. Sleep. I mean, sleep is such a huge factor in training. And, you know, I know realistically to, to be breastfeeding with a newborn and then working, like, I'm just not going to have a lot of time to sleep. And so my training will not be at its best. And so why even try and force it, right? So... Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to just be patient and get back to, like, serious training when mentally and physically I'm ready and when my family is ready for me to do that. I think that sounds like a perfect approach. Time to pause for a quick word from our sponsor. So the other day, my mom was telling me that she really wants to try a pair of these Aftershocks wireless headphones because she, like me, has tiny little ears and she can't wear earbuds or AirPods. Poor mom. I've been telling her how much I love my Trex Air headphones and how they're perfect for us because they rest on top of your ears instead of inside them. So what was the holdup, Mom? Well, she told me, I don't know how to use those Wi-Fi headphones. And I laughed because I'm a bad daughter who just laughed in my sweet mom's face, but also because syncing the headphones is so easy. So if you've ever been intimidated by wireless or Bluetooth technology, don't be. All I did to sync my Aftershocks to my iPhone was turn each of them on and touch one button. 
then I was on the run with some awesome music and great sound. And my mom, by the way, is officially sold. If you are too, go to ontherun.aftershocks.com for $55 off your Aftershocks Trex Air or Trex Titanium wireless headphone bundle, which includes a branded shoe bag, sport belt, and water bottle. Now let's get back to the show. So you mentioned your job earlier, and that's so great that you get a good maternity leave. I'm so happy for you. That's a wonderful thing. Tell me about, and I have to ask this because the other day, it was over the weekend, I saw a headline on Twitter or something that was like about companies letting, you know, giving men paternity leave, which of course I think is a great thing. And it was saying that most men don't take it because they're nervous about how those two weeks off will impact their career. And of course, the backlash from women was amazing. It was like, (laughs) oh, the two weeks, that's going to be so hard for your career. Like, you know, just kind of chiming in on like, yeah, think of it from the woman's perspective. So I'm curious from your perspective, now that you are working full time, you have, you've achieved so many wonderful career goals in your job. How are you worried about maternity leave or just looking forward to the wonderful part of it? Yeah, I am not worried at all. I, you know, maybe I'm not in a front office kind of position. Um, I'm on the corporate side of things. So I don't know, maybe if that plays into it, but you know, I, everyone I'm surrounded by the, the folk, there is such a family life priority that's put on, you know, all of us that I, you know, I've already been told by not just my manager, but like the, the manager of our entire group to please take, you know, the six, the 16 weeks or, or more, if I feel like I need to stay at home a bit more and, you know, don't worry, like there's going to be, your position is here. Like you don't have to worry about all that. So I honestly, I have, I, I don't feel any sort of, uh, pressure or concern with taking that much time off. That is uh, so awesome to hear. I love that. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, and I, I'm very lucky in my role at work. I'm surrounded by some absolutely amazing, successful career women who have families. They all have families and family is still a very important priority for them um, to the point that like, you know, I sometimes am told just work from home today, please. Like I know, you know, or like there's just a lot lately that's been discussed at work about the the work-life balance and being surrounded by these women has just really made me feel like I'm in a, I, I like the company I'm at. I like the fact that family is that important and it does not have to impact your career if you choose, you know, to, to have one and just the ability to work from home. Like I work from home when I need to, and it's, it's like no questions asked. I can just work from home because I don't want to miss those important events for, for the boys. So I may not be there every day to pick them up from school, but I, I can, I go to sleep at night knowing that I have been at every single, you know, event where moms or parents are invited. Like I make sure I'm either there or if I can't, then, then Paul is. So, um, it's not easy day to day. I mean, saying goodbye to the boys in the morning sometimes, you know, I'm, or if they're still sleeping and I need to be at work early, I don't love those moments. Those are hard. I think they'd be hard for anyone, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, they, they know that I'm at the, 
the events that really matter. And they are still so excited to see me when I show up there that it, it, it makes everything worth it. What do you stress most about in your life? Oh, that's, I, you know, lately there's, you know, I joke with my husband that we're like, there's, life's pretty good right now. I mean, always financially, I wish we had more money. There's more I want to be doing. Um, and so it's, it's like trying to be patient with where I am in my career, with where I want to be in five years or 10 years where, you know, hopefully at that point, like, you know, financially, we're going to be in a much better position. Um, I think that's really the only thing, you know, as the boys get older, things just get more expensive too, which, which is never easy. You know, I mean, they're in Catholic school, which for, for me is a priority and they're both involved in so many extracurricular activities that the, the cost just seems to get more and more. So I think that's really, I, I wish I could do more for them financially, like more vacations and more, um, things like that. So I, I think that's really the only thing. All right. So if you woke up tomorrow morning and you won the lottery <laughs> and you got to take that vacation, where would you want to go first? Oh, man. Um, the boys have been really asking a lot lately to go to Disney World, which is is straight. I mean, we, we went there four, maybe four years ago, three years ago. They're not even big Disney fans. So... You know, I try and be like we we went to Sesame Place. We're gonna take them to Hershey Park. Like we try and do local amusement parks, but they they want to go to Dis so maybe Disney. Um, I mean, we went to Atlantis last year and just had an absolute blast with them. They're at such fun ages right now where they're adventurous and they want to just do things outside. And so we just. We had so much fun. We went for just a couple of days, but it was like the perfect little getaway before the holidays. Yeah, I mean, we, we might be going to the beach for a week in August. I know it sounds like I'm saying all these like vacations that we do uh, after saying that we worry, you know, that's the one thing that I worry about. But, you know, just I think just being able to do things without worrying, yeah. you know, or like feeling like you have to plan things out. We would just, I mean, think anyone would just like a little more money. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Who would say no to that? Okay. Looking at your life right now, I feel like this might be an obvious answer, but maybe, maybe you'll give me a curveball. What are you most excited about? Um, I mean, a few things. I'm excited, obviously, for our family to grow um, to five, which sounds terrifying at points. You know, like over the weekend, I was like, okay, like I'm past halfway now. There are like it's been six years. I need to get new things like a car seat, things that don't last that long or like the safety ratings. Like there's a lot that needs to happen in this house that we need to prepare for. So it was a bit eye opening for me this weekend. Um, but definitely growing the family. Um, you know, I'm I love watching the boys grow up and and develop friendships and personalities and just seeing them succeed at the things that they're trying to do is really, really gratifying for me right now. Like it's, we've, you know, Paul and I have had some days where we've come home and just felt really proud of the way either the boys carried themselves if we were out someplace or, you know, just, I mean, there's been a mix of things. Um, 
and I'm really excited for that to continue. It's it's a really fun feeling to see your kids grow and feel proud of what they're doing. My career, I'm really excited about. Um, I think, you know, I, I feel like I'm in my right niche at work right now. I enjoy what I'm doing. I enjoy the people. Um, and I can really see myself growing, um, you know, as a leader within the company I'm in. So that's like really exciting when I take a step back and say, okay, five years ago, I wasn't even here. You know, in 10 years, I could be doing X, Y, and Z. And it's, it's pretty exciting. So um, I think that's so yeah. cool too, that like, I love when you talk about your career, cause I love that you are so passionate about it. And I remember you deciding to go back to work a couple years ago because you weren't doing what you were doing now. You were home. Were you home full time with the boys for a while? I was. Yes. Okay. So do you have any advice for anyone who's listening about getting back into the workforce confidently after you've taken some time off? Oh, that's a tough question. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it, it took me, I feel like it took me a little while to get my bearings when I got back to work. Um, and to feel confident in myself and my ability because part of me felt like I had been out of it for so long that I couldn't, I didn't have like the breadth of knowledge as some of my coworkers and I felt like I was just a step behind. But I think like for me, what I tried to do was like acknowledge that that was at that point, like maybe my, my weakness, but to also look at all of the things that my previous experiences had given me that maybe was my like advantage over some of my coworkers. So for me, it was, you know, like when I was in the military, like I, I was already leading groups of people. Um, I already have that experience. And so even though in my position at work, when I first joined, I didn't have anyone underneath me. I knew that eventually I'd get to the point where I can use all of that knowledge that I had learned. So I think like the important thing for me was knowing that everything I did previously leading up to that shaped me and, and did have its, you know, advantages in some way. I just needed to find what they were, you know, so maybe I didn't have the financial knowledge or background, but I had, you know, presentation skills, speaking skills, like all these other things that you don't lose over time. Like, yeah, maybe you need to like freshen up a little bit and get comfortable again. But for the most part, that stuff stays with you. And I, it took me a a bit to realize that I still had this whole like bucket of knowledge and skills that I could use. And I think, you know, diversity is interesting and, and kind of makes you unique when you enter a new job. And so I've used what I've had in my, my background to help me now. But I'd say just be confident too. I mean, it's it's hard and it's it's it could be really frustrating at points, especially, you know, if you feel like you have to take a step back to enter. I mean, that was a hard pill to swallow. I felt like I I was starting at a lower position than I really could have been. But you know, if you, I just tried to be positive and work towards my next goal, which was a promotion. So just having some patience in that as well. All right. And then I need to ask you a question that's been on my mind for years, Michelle. Okay. I need to know about your running photos that you post 
because you will post these photos of you in front of this like beautiful sunrise. You're running. <laughs> it's a clear photo. So either you're running with a professional photographer, which like power to the photographer for being able to keep up. Or you have like some serious self timer skill. Can you just walk me through how you yep. get these amazing photos? Yes. So um, typically I'm by myself. I do occasionally run with Jen, my friend Jen. And so if that's the case, but typically I am, I am by myself. So the sunrise photos, I'm very lucky. Um, there's usually some like debris from the ocean, like wood or something that I could set my phone on. Um, and I do, I use the self timer. I have a self timer app. It's not like within the camera, but it's an actual app and it takes, you know, anywhere from like 10 to 20 photos. And that's, I mean, that's it. It works though. They don't, typically my photos are not blurry. Like it's not like a mid stride. So no, they're really good. That's why I needed okay. to ask. So you finish your run or you're partway through, you're like, the lighting is great. Set mm -hmm. it up on the debris in the wood and the like empty beer cans or whatever you find. Yes. Set it up, run out, run past, and then you continue on with your day. So usually I have like, I limit myself to like a five minute stop, you know, because I'm not going to obsess about the, it's yeah. like, I'll do like one or two takes and that's it. And I also have a, I don't do it during any sort of um, long run or speed workout because I feel like. I'm not honoring the purpose of those runs if I'm stopping and like taking photos. So, um, and it always feels like those days are the days with the perfect sunrise. And I'm like, I can't take this photo. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's usually, you know, it's, it's only about, I don't know, three quarters of a mile from my house, one of the best places to take the photo. So either I'll do it at the beginning of the run or towards the end as I'm making my way back to the house. Well, they are very pretty. So kudos to you. <laughs> Double tap. All right. Before I let you go, I need you to tell me three things that you love about yourself. You know, I heard you did this. <laughs> Who did you do this with that I was listening to? This is my new thing. I love it. I, I loved it. And I loved what, who was on that I was just listening to? And she had so many and she said, I can go on. And I was like, I absolutely love that. To, yeah. To like, take a step back and say. And I have to say, people surprise me with their answers. Like, I look at some of the people that have been on the show and I'm like, oh, the three things I would say, they're so obvious. And people come up with such good stuff. And so I want to know, I need to know what you love about yourself. So um, I love my smile. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why, or maybe I, I don't know if it's I smile so much because I like my smile or I like my smile because I feel like, I'm always just smiling. Like I, I'm a very smiley person. Like that's just my personality. I'm very upbeat and I usually have a smile on my face. I, so this is kind of like physically, I hope that's okay. Oh, I, yeah. I, I really love my, my, my upper body, like my arms and my shoulders. I've been very blessed because I don't typically do a lot. It's just running tip uh, will often kind of lean out my upper body. Um, and it's, probably my favorite body feature of myself that I that I love so I try and you know wear tank tops when I can and show off my my shoulders and upper upper arms and then the last one I'd say I love my my focus and dedication I know like when I say I'm gonna do something or 
decide, even if I don't even say it, if I decide in my mind, um, usually like my husband's like, okay, like what, what, are, what does this entail now? Like, what are we getting ourselves into? Cause he knows that it's like, once I put my mind to something, I'm, I usually try and find a way to get there. Um, and I like that about myself. So, um, yeah, I think, I think those, those are the top three. I love it. And I could list like a hundred more for you. So if you ever need more, just call me up and I'd be happy to rattle on because I really mean that you're an amazing role model, not just to me, but to the world. And it's so important, I think now more than ever to have just really positive forces out there. So thank you for being one of them. And of course, thank you for coming back on the show. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so thrilled, by the way, that we're... We did to it <laughs> together. I know. Although, although I will say, like moving forward, I think you're on your own with your next pregnancy. I'm pretty sure three is going to be is going to we're going to call it after three. But you know, but, don't put anything <laughs> out there on the alley on the run show because you just never know. The last time we talked, we were very we were pretty hypothetical then too. So uh, I know, and I will be say, careful. I was very, I was very impressed because it was more than one person that reached out to me, and I was like, wow, like. It's amazing that you have such a, you know, committed following, <laughs> but then also that the memories on I everyone, I was like, I don't even remember. Like, I <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember either. And, and when I posted that you were coming back, people were like, oh my God, you're pregnant at the same time. Just like you said, I was like, shoot, did we say anything else that I need to like have a heads up for or like any other things that we might have committed to that I, I should be nervous about. Are but you are you willing to commit to a fall 2019 marathon? No, no I'm no. not willing to commit to any <laughs> marathons ever again. No, but I'll come cheer for you. How about that? Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll hang with the boys and baby number three and we will be the best cheer squad you've ever seen. So there's Sounds my commitment. Fun. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll see you out there. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Alley on the Run Show's What's New With You Week. We still have four episodes to go, and there are so many exciting life updates to give you. Until tomorrow's episode, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Alley on the Run 1 or on the Alley on the Run Facebook page. Thank you again to Aftershocks for sponsoring What's New With You Week. Go to ontherun.aftershocks.com to get $55 off your wireless headphone bundle. Now go dream big, run smart work hard and play hard. And thanks for joining me on the run.